Amplified Marriage, Episode 2, The Importance of Having a Great Support System. Welcome to another episode of Amplified Marriage. My name is Brian. My name is Natalie. And we are so glad that you decided to join us for this podcast today. Today we get the joy of talking about friends or foe in the marriage. Are the people that are surrounding you friends or are they foes? And so we just want to have a chat and just kind of go through some of the things that we have learned over the years just about what friends are and what are foes. And so we do know this, that marriage is an exclusive type of club. Mm -hmm. It really is a two-person arrangement. It's about two people. When you leave and cleave, you leave out all other parties. And that's why you sometimes hear in the wedding vows, the old wedding vows, maybe not so modern today, the phrase forsaking all others. You may not see hear that very often now, but boundaries and marriages are meant to create a safe place for the soul, a safe place for the heart, a safe place for the mistakes, a safe place for the the life of the marriage, the life of the person. I had a pastor that used to say to me back in the old days, he said, God, or Brian, your wife was given to you by God. It's mm-hmm. your job to give them back to God better than when you got her. And so I want to make sure that I do my best to create a safe place for her. And that's kind of the plumb line that you've sort of established in our marriage because you keep, you over the years have kept going back to that phrase. Yeah. uh, A sort of like a guideline. Uh, You heard us talk before about labels and being, being that couple that was labeled that we fight all the time. And we're just talking about friends and the importance of having someone there to help you to be that solid support system. I just wanted to start by reading Ecclesiastes 4 verse 10. It says, if anyone falls down, his friend can help him up, but pity the man who falls Mm. and has no one to help him up. And I know that's kind of like a marriagey or we've heard it as like (laughs) a marriage scripture. Um, But today we're using it in the, in the reference of a legitimate friend. And so early married like you know you're dating and uh you got your single friends i had my girlfriends you had your guy friends and you know if it worked that we could all hang out together great if not oh well and i thought that the ones that were in my life would be those yeah ones that you know you go through high school with them and you spend years uh going through you know teenage experiences and all of that and you think that those are like your forever friends Uh and it was really kind of devastating for like it turned south for us and the people that we thought were friends or our own idea of what we thought friends should be just really didn't work out that way and people weren't at our wedding and not all of them no Uh, i have some friends that we went through a rough patch early dating um, when me and that first started dating, we actually, me and my really close friend, really one of my oldest friends, um, we kind of just didn't talk to each other for a while. And then we patched it up just before we got married and it's been a really good relationship ever since. So it's not, it's not all the time. No, no. And for that, like, I'm incredibly grateful, but there's, you know, there's those ebb and flows of relationships, of relationships and it kind of, people come into your life. They may leave your life. They may come back. Yeah. Um, but more important, it's it's important that you find and surround yourself with really solid support system. That's right. And so early on in our marriage, we didn't 
we didn't have that support system and quite frankly didn't think we really needed it no we were invincible that's right and then we moved away almost a year after getting married and we found ourselves in a city where you know there was lots of churches and lots of young people except we never really found our niche never really found no. a place that could really accept us flaws and all <laughs> and we had flaws we had flaws and we spent five years uh essentially like by ourselves yeah um and it was really challenging to not to like how do you dig yourself out of that mindset of well we actually need people now yeah because for so long we had nobody and it was just us trying to figure out life there was nobody speaking into our life uh well we had like my aunt and your aunt but like that was you know was non-intrusive like nobody Mm. really challenging us on our own behaviors uh, we had no one. We yeah. had no pastor. We weren't accountable to like, we weren't part of any church or any group. We tried to be part of a young adults group and that just went south. That's where we were labeled <laughs> the couple that fights all the time. Uh, just because we, we didn't agree on everything that seemed cookie cutter for all those other couples. Yeah. And it just really left us longing for something that we could grasp onto together that would like shake us up, but that would just love on us. Yeah. And it, when we went to that young adults group, <laughs> It always seemed to us like we were the only ones that ever fought. We were the only ones that ever disagreed. We always had a uh, the type of relationship we wanted right at the beginning that if we just don't like something, we're going to say it to each other. We're not going to try and hold it in. I mean, as real as that gets, as as you've been married, yeah. for, we've been together for almost 19 years. So as real as you get with that, but we were labeled the couple that fought all the time, and I was okay with that. I didn't really care what they thought. And we, we went there twice since the last time we ever went back to that group. Right. And so for those of you who may be listening that have felt or are feeling like that in the place that you are, hang on to some hope. Really find um, find someone that you can talk to, uh, a parent, phone a church. Like if you're at, Send us an email. Send us an email, um, amplifiedmarriage at gmail.com. And if we can answer any questions or be of any help, like that is what our prayer is that you're not doing marriage alone because marriage is hard enough to make work with the Lord. Uh, <laughs> never mind, just with the Lord, not having any friends. Yeah. And so one of the things that we, we saw and Natalie said this earlier today was that we go through life thinking that some of the friends that we have, and sometimes we hang on to friends that we have, that were actually not meant for the whole book of our story. They are rent, meant really only for one chapter. And so we sometimes hang on to friends. Everyone does that maybe longer than is necessary just because we think that they're so important. But yeah. you have to learn to realize that some people are only there for the short term, that they're just a, a temporary comrade. They, You work with each other, you fight for each other, and then maybe things just move on. And so... We realized later in marriage that we wanted to to surround ourselves with people that wanted to have a good marriage, mm-hmm. uh, not only for themselves but were willing to fight for our marriage. And, and it took it really took a long time. It took a long time, but we were also stubborn, and we thought we knew everything. And I thought I didn't need the relationship of men, which is crazy, guys. If you're on your own, no man can be an island. That's an old saying, but no man can be an island. I fought against it for a long time, but I realized that men add value men can say things that women can't to me and so you need to have male companionship in your life that is willing to challenge you that can show you wisdom that can say things that your wife may not be may is probably saying to you but you're not taking because it's your wife 
and vice versa. Yeah. They, the women need girlfriends. Yeah, we do because, you know, I we say a whole lot to our girlfriends that we maybe wouldn't <laughs> say to, to our spouse's face, or maybe we would. Uh, but it's so important to have solid lady friends, women that can speak into right. our own behaviors and call us on our issues. And the truth is, is that there you're going to have vulnerable time in your relationship uh, early on. Maybe it's you know, like we struggled for the first 10 years, it seems like, of marriage. But you're going to have vulnerable times in your marriage when you may be going to one of your friends instead of your spouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's bound to happen. Oh, well, and it does happen. It. Yeah. We've done it. We've had it done, right? Like we've we've had it done oh, to yeah. each other. We've, we've, we've gone to the wrong people instead of going to each other. The problem is, is that it's real toxic to the relationship. And it doesn't actually add anything to when you go to someone else in those things that you need to talk to your spouse about. Yes. And the Bible does say leave and cleave. I think I mentioned that earlier. You leave and you cleave. You leave your friends aside, your family aside, all that aside to cling to the one that you married and to become one. And so what we are wanting to focus on today is, is that phrase that you probably heard your mom and mom say all growing up. You become who you hang out with. Yeah. And so I saw uh, an Instagram post. I was telling Natalie, I saw an Instagram post a few days about the five ways you can be the most successful man and have the most successful business. And one of them is you become who you hang out with. And I feel like they just stole that from mom because my mom said that to me all the time. Brian, if you hang out with the wrong people, you're going to turn out to be a, a... a thug or you're gonna turn i don't think she ever said that to me but you're gonna you you if they all jumped off a bridge would you jump off a bridge yeah that person's a bad influence on you or she doesn't ever sound like this i apologize mom if you're listening but my mom my mom said to me you're and i would come home and i have a bad attitude she's like i don't want you hanging out with that guy anymore because he gave you you have a bad attitude when you're with him or you have bad language you hang out with this one you become who you hang out with and it's so unbelievably important in a relationship to find people that are going to challenge you in the proper healthy manner. That's right. right? Yeah, no, it's totally true. And you know, when your parent is telling you that <laughs> you think like, what do they know? Oh, I know better. Uh, there's some real solid truth to that, that you do become who you hang out with as iron sharpens iron. I mean, it can be in a positive way or it can be in a negative way. And, um, I just think of one situation where I had a friend, we were well into our marriage. This is probably about the 12 year mark. Mm. And, um, she was just negative Nancy. And just, Oh yeah. All the time. Like, belittle her husband, talk about her husband. And, and, uh, I tried to encourage her about her husband. And then it was just negative all the time talking down the pastor, talking down this, that, and the other. And eventually I just had to, you know, after the Lord speaking to my heart, just really make a decision. Like, is this something, is this actually fruitful in my marriage or is it causing me to really kind of take a negative look at you at my spouse and just, you know, like who after a while it rubs off on you. Yeah. Like one apple spoils the bunch. We've all heard that. Uh, one friend can really sour the experience (laughs) for sure. That's another mom saying one apple spoils the bunch. You want to make sure you pick good friends. That's right. One's going to make all of your friends be bad. And it's true, right? You know, um, my personality is skeptical of everyone. So I, people watch a lot. And part of my process of sort of determining friend or foe is paying attention to how they are with other people. That's right. How they are, like, especially if they're single 
or for me looking at, you know, ladies that I want in my life, um, if they're going to be, if they're married, if they're talking, how are they talking about their spouse? How are they talking about their leaders? How are they talking about uh, their boss, their coworkers right. and things like, how are they talking about their children? Because that's going to come out, right? What's in your heart, your mouth speaks, and that's going to come out in conversation. Yeah. Uh, and, and the more that you associate with people that just really have a downer look on everything, it's going to affect you and it's going to start rubbing off on you. And then that's going to be your outlook. And it's so subtle when that happens. Well, and negative attracts negative. Mm-hmm. Have you ever noticed if you ever, you, you probably all have a friend or know of someone who's super negative and how uh, the people around them are not negative. If they're uh, a positive person, we'll just find the way not to be around that negative Nancy. Yeah. That's and so, so true. but those people have a tendency to put a black cloud over your thinking. And so you want to keep them away from you, away from your relationship, especially if they're trying to poison your mind against your spouse for any reason or against your family for any reason. You want to make sure that you move uh, into a, a different place of positivity about your spouse and be like, you know, I'm going to make this work or that's, that's not right. And, and maybe make sure you stand up for them if, if that's where it has to go. Yeah. And so it's one of the, the things is that you have to realize that early in your relationship, when you start dating, uh, Natalie and I started dating, things change. So the relationship with my single friends, my yeah. guy friends, it changed. Not that I didn't hang out with them, but I didn't hang out with them as much. That's right. So things change and then you get married. And things and, change again. Yeah. And then you have kids. Yeah. And uh, when we had kids, like it was, we had no friends. But when we <laughs> had kids, the friends that we had weren't even married. And so it was just a whole different dynamic. We were on different, we were in different books. They're like, hey, let's go out to a movie at 11 o'clock. Really can't. My kids are sleeping. Yeah. It just, and we were doggone exhausted all the time. We had a colicky baby. Um, yeah. and you worked all the time. And so they just did not understand. They thought we were making it up to have an excuse not to hang out with them. And I'm that sure was we use that. Not, I think after a while we did, but <laughs> <laughs> at the beginning it was le- legitimate. We were just so tired and stuff. And so not beating yourself up over that fact. You're in a different season. Yeah. If that's where you find yourself and we found ourselves and it was frustrating in the moment, but now looking back, um, I mean, we ended up moving away anyway, so that didn't really matter, but, uh, it sort of really kind of gave us a sour experience. Yeah. Our experience in the first five years of our marriage really kind of set us up for some hard work later in our new location. We didn't really do much to try and encourage a proper relationship. Uh, and so when the time came, when we realized, um, that, well, we didn't even know how to be friends. No, it was it was a real challenge. And so um, there's something that we learned. And as we, we got older and we look back onto the relationship, there's something that uh, we realized that you were sometimes doing. And I didn't realize it had a name, but it's called triangulation. But what it is is that essentially is I have an issue. And instead of going to Natalie, I go to my best friend. Right. And I talk to my best friend about the feelings, but I never, never go to Natalie. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing that happens in the family. You have uh, a sibling and you want to talk about your mom, but instead of going to mom, you talk to um, someone else. Yeah. And so there's just a few examples of that. I said a wife will talk to her best friend, just like I said, a husband will talk to the best friend about that they're unhappy in the marriage. And instead of talking to the husband, they go to the friend. Um, A husband will confide maybe in a secretary or or, um, someone like that. 
And that can actually lead to emotional relationships or emotional yeah. affairs and things like that. One spouse looks at the child and the child becomes a confidant, mm-hmm. becoming closer to the child than her mate. You really, really, really have to focus on your your spouse at all times. <laughs> and and what needs, like really coming down to the root of what needs are not being met. That's right. So why am I going to my friend and not my spouse? Why am I going to my family member and not my spouse? Why am I, you know, paying attention more to the family pet than I am to my spouse? Yeah. Or what am I seeking that I'm not feeling like I'm getting from my spouse? Which kind of goes back to episode one where we talked about unmet expectations. You're not communicating your expectations. You haven't agreed upon your expectations because you're going to someone else. And so how is that other person supposed to know that, hey, my need's not being met in this? Like just simple communication about the garbage. And I'm going to my best friend to talk about how she didn't do her job cleaning the dishes or what she agreed to and never dealing with the actual issue. And so that happens actually quite a lot in relationships. what, What actually happens is that actually it... It destroys the trust in the relationship because that person looks at you as someone who's a place of safety and instead of going to them when you had an issue, you Mm -hmm. went somewhere else. And so it actually fractures that union that you have between each other. And it paints your spouse in not a very nice way when, when you're dealing with, you know, if I'm going to a friend and always talking about how awful you are, then when that friend is looking at you, they're looking at you through that lens. Having that support is so important but making sure that the support is encouraging and the support is not afraid to like walk through those tough times with with us and really challenge you challenge you right and so i think sometimes people are so afraid of speaking the truth in love uh because they're afraid of losing the friendship or whatever but i would rather someone be honest about hey you know like i hear you talking about your spouse in this way have you had a chance to kind of look at how you're approaching the situation mm-hmm. or the tone of voice? We're going to get into that in another podcast, the power <laughs> of words. Uh, but really, I, I cherish the friends that we've made along the way that really have invested jewels into our marriage and really, yeah, really taken right. the time to get to know us because we were fractured. We really were coming to a new city. We knew no one. We thought we were super friendly um, we and were not. open. Apparently, we weren't. But <laughs> um, it just made for a really long road. And like Rome wasn't built in a day. Good friendships are not built in a day. And it takes it takes going through things together. Yeah. And it's so I'm so grateful that we are at that place of almost 19 years married where we have, we can say we really have those lifelong friends. Yeah. And we want to say this. I, I've often said to, to parents, said to be a good parent takes a lot of work. To be a bad parent, you're going to sit on the couch and do whatever you want. And yeah. it's not really, you're not really doing much work. To be a good husband, to be a good wife, to be a good a married couple takes a lot of work. Yeah, and it takes a hundred percent from both sides and you know early on in our marriage or maybe it was even a marriage council it was like oh you know it requires 50 50 for you to you know equal 100 percent no 50 uh, 50 is what divorce requires of you where you split the assets 50 50 yeah having a marriage a good marriage takes a hundred percent of the effort on my part and a hundred percent of the effort on your part that's right so we want to leave you with this when it comes to your marriage 
You want to surround yourself with people who want themselves to have a good marriage and are going to challenge you to have a good marriage, not being surrounded by people who are unwilling to work for it. That's right. You want to be around people that are willing to work the hardest they possibly can to make their marriage work. And so that's what we want to leave you with today. And we, it, go oh, ahead. Sorry, Hen. And it's also um, just kind of one little last snippet that when you're looking at and evaluating the people that are in your life that are speaking whatever it is that they might be speaking to your life, just kind of one nugget I want to leave you that I want to leave you with is the ones that gossip about other people to you will be the same ones to gossip about you to others. Mm. And so really be careful who you allow in your inner circle in that regard. Really pay attention and don't settle. That's right. Just for the sake of having someone there. That's right. So you want to be surrounded by people that are willing to work their relationship and push you to work yours. Fine cheerleader. Fine cheerleaders. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you have any questions, if you want to reach out, if you want us to have a, a different question answered on this podcast and you'd like us to talk about it, please email at us at amplifiedmarriage at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And you're going to see below this an opportunity to like and subscribe to this podcast. Again, thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you next time. Okay.